0: podcast. I'm Jennifer Corron,
1: And I'm Drew Gilbert.
0: And we are here to talk about uh, everything that's happened in the last in the last week or so. We've had some two weeks. Yeah, yeah we took the holiday had, off. That's right. We did take yeah. the holiday off. Uh, had some cabinet picks. We had we've had a lot of things going on. But let's jump into the most important one, uh, is, which is Joe, Joe Biden and his dog <laughs> uh, playing with his dog. Uh, and I don't know, he fell or something. Yeah, and yeah. got a hairline fracture. Yeah, on his ankle. He's now in a boot. Uh huh. Um, which happens now. This dog is significant. I don't think we've mentioned on the podcast. Um, he will be the first rescue, rescue dog, dog. Yeah. in the White House. Yeah. Uh, they got him a couple of years ago from the Delaware Humane Society. Which is,
1: um, I liken uh rescue dogs and rescue moms and dads uh, very much to CrossFitters. Um. You can't just rescue a dog. You have to tell everybody you've rescued a dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same as with CrossFit. You can't do CrossFit unless you're telling everyone you're doing it. Right. You know, it, doesn't, it doesn't count.
0: Yeah.
1: And uh, I have found rescue dogs, it's one of the most fantastic things you can do is mm-hmm. is rescue a dog. Right. Um, but you have to claim it as such. It can't just be a dog. See. It's a rescue dog.
0: Yeah, we got our dog a year ago yeah. from the shelter yeah. here in town do you
1: refer to it as a rescue dog? i don't yeah i, don't I really don't so i have one from the blunt county animal rescue and it was just a border collie i had one when i was younger and she's well, a I crazy just wanted
0: a dog and we went to the shelter and yeah. got a dog. she's a
1: crazy wildling and she's just my dog right and uh
0: so no I... I don't know
1: maybe one day i'll turn the page and i'll put the rescue mom sticker on my truck
0: yeah no um
1: Sorry, I went, no, a, he, I went off on a tangent I have there. a hard
0: time. I have a hard time with so, the rescue. Dog now let's let's moniker. be clear
1: in the in the context of the president elect bringing a, a rescue dog to the White House, that can help bring um, notoriety to the issue right. that. Rescuing dogs is cool, which is a good thing. Well,
0: so. and really good pets get their own book deals yeah. and yeah. you know, have all sorts of things Instagrams. that have happened to presidential well, pets the, uh, in the past. You so. know, Bill
1: Belichick's dog actually like made a draft pick this year during the no, remote draft. I this. Uh Bill Belichick who is known as quite a curmudgeon-y guy. Mm-hmm. Uh he literally leaves his chair as the Patriots are making a pick and leaves his dog in the chair because he knew that like ESPN would cut to his mm-hmm. chair and his dog sitting in there in front of the computer. Yeah. So And in the name of
0: diversity, I understand they're also bringing a cat uh, to the White Eh. House, so there'll be a dog and there'll be a cat. Eh. Um, Not a
1: cat guy.
0: Yeah. So that happened. Uh, Speaking of diversity, we have some cabinet picks to talk about. Yeah, quite a few. You can't see a single headline about Biden's cabinet picks without words like diverse and historic and oh, they're they're all sorts of catchphrases,
1: which to me is sad that um, he's just trying to round out the cabinet with a lot of women who are roughly half the population. Mm -hmm. Um, And it is referred to as diverse and Mm -hmm. historic and, Groundbreaking. It. I mean, technically, I guess it is, but I wish we would just go. Hey, Joe Biden's doing what we should always do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, like well, I wish it I wasn't. I think you can really feel the is. pressure,
0: uh, and we'll get into it. There are some people who are not happy about it and who feel they're being left out of the process. Um, so, points. his particular candidacy is not historic. The last Democratic president you had. You know was. it was obviously, yep. Yep. and so he himself is not. He's a, uh, you have his he's vice president, <laughs> uh, vice presidential uh, candidate who uh, is. In she her is own quite right, historic on a few historic. fronts. Yeah, and these cabinet picks, you really see the pressure of the identity politics mm-hmm. coming in mm-hmm. uh, so this is not a, a pick this was uh, who was voted in the uh, the second most powerful woman in Congress right now first
1: would be Mrs. Pelosi Madam Pelosi mm-hmm.
0: the queen mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. second is now assistant speaker Catherine Clark Ooh. Uh, so now where's Catherine from Um, I think it's Massachusetts. I'd have to look. I'm pretty sure it's Massachusetts. Um, But, yes. Is she the heir
1: apparent? Because, you know, we've talked about uh, Madam Speaker having a timeline on her. And I
0: think she's kind of giving some overtures that she may intend to – you know, this may be her last term as speaker. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, this does not make her necessarily next in line. Okay. Um It is just historic in the sense that now um, you have those four key leadership positions in Congress, and now um, in the House, the top two so are, I'm, are I'm held am women.
1: I'm curious about that, and I'm probably jumping ahead of a, a talking point you're about to get to, and it's the division. Both parties are divided, mm-hmm. and they have their, their far to the left or right and then to the center's. And I'm curious when uh, Nancy decides she's done, and you know, assuming they still have a majority in the mm-hmm. House, who wins within the Democratic Party for speakership? Do mm-hmm. they go more progressive, or do they do they stay with a more traditional um, Nancy Pelosi top? And I'm curious about where that lands, because there's going to be some fighting internally. Mm -hmm. And, of course, you hear the the likes. Well, there's
0: already some fighting. uh, I believe Dianne Feinstein, you know, is stepping down out of the judiciary. I saw that. There's there's fighting right right? now about, yeah, Yeah. uh, there's fighting right now about who, uh, which Democrat will take that seat and which way you will go. Will you go with the more traditional Democrat there, the one who's kind of next in line? Will you go with a more outspoken person? So you're going to see that. That dynamic that we discussed well, the, last the key time, you're going for to see me, it play out like in, in, several ways. In
1: committees and in the body as a whole, I'm all about a blend in mm-hmm. general. No matter which party you are, blend your ideas within your party. Right. But the speakership, you, you can't blend that. That mm-hmm. speaker is going to be in the from the progressive wing of the party or from the moderate wing of the party. There is no blending the speaker. The speaker is the speaker. Mm-hmm. And so I'm very curious as to who kind of wins that that battle.
0: Well, if they're smart, they'll go with someone who can they're count as well as Nancy can. Well,
1: um, and let's can, be clear, and even to our can, listeners, uh, you know, even to our insert listeners, insert
0: stick when necessary that don't like, care
1: for Miss Pelosi necessarily um, during the Obama years when the the Republicans had literally, which I did not realize. I'm tangent. I'm listening to uh, Obama's book currently, an audiobook form. I'm on chapter twelve, I believe. I remember because I followed politics a lot, and I followed Mr. Obama's campaign, his presidency, pretty closely. I remembered the Republicans, specifically Mitch McConnell, starting the "whatever Obama does, we're anti mm-hmm. it." And there's political strategy in this. It's not good for the country, but it's it's good political strategy we don't need him to succeed at anything so right, that we because can get were more people. To that so term. we can get more people elected. But even not him, we can get in these competitive House mm-hmm. districts and we can win those seats back, which they did right. midterm. I did not realize this literally started day one. Mm-hmm. So Obama is the president-elect. He's having meetings with the leaders, which at the time, Democrats controlled the Senate and the House. And so then he has the minority leaders in uh, Boehner in the House and Mitch in the Senate. And the they're done with him before he walked through the door. Oh, yeah. I didn't remember this. I actually thought it happened closer to the midterms. Mm-hmm. Uh, my my perception of history was mm-hmm. a little off. It was day one, right. this blockade. I say all that. I'm going to get back on the rails with Miss Pelosi. Once they realized that was the case, they just forced their legislation through. Mm-hmm. And Nancy was the one counting votes. She mm-hmm. was the one whipping them into order. And you don't have to like what they voted for or what they proposed or what they wrote into law, but you got to have respect for someone that it's your job to get the bill passed and you got them passed. Yes.
0: And she's, she wasn't big she's on darn
1: fine at the her compromising
0: job. and stuff like that because she knew there was well they weren't a, going to. there wasn't no need there wasn't any so
1: now, and let's rewind And
0: Obama I believe uh kind of held out a hope a lot longer he that sure did. i will my Prob- cult of personality will win them over to his dismay and I believe Nancy Pelosi, because I see i read uh it's interesting, you're reading his book. I read uh the book on Nancy Pelosi, yeah, yeah. and I believe she had a really a hard time understanding why are you even attempting to play this game anymore yeah.
1: he um, was a little bit naive in that he thought he mm-hmm. could he thought he could align the troops he did not realize he was literally meeting the leadership down there were people that wanted to there were moderate republicans that wanted to come to the table and play and outside of a guy like John McCain who was independent of any of them and didn't need any of them, mm-hmm. the rest of them had to fall in line yeah. with their leadership. And there were guys and gals in, in the Senate and the House literally saying to the Obama team, we can't play ball. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if we want to. It doesn't matter if I agree with you. I can't play. Because well, they would pr- they'll would they primary them. They'll just get somebody farther to the right of them stay than tuned. tuned.
0: We'll stay tuned on that division on um, it's gonna left, be versus yeah. left versus far left versus – Furthest left, uh, but back on our identity politics thing. So uh, of his of his big announcements, the complete White House communications team, in case you have missed it, yeah. are female, female. Mm-hmm. entirely female. I actually um, haven't heard
1: a man's name except for like once. Uh, and yeah. among
0: them, there are three. There are three black women. So mm-hmm. that means that uh, everyone who the top leadership who would speak for both uh, Biden for uh Vice President Kamala Harris mm-hmm. and for Jill Biden. Mm-hmm. Her her top person. All of these would be female. A lot of them come from um either the Obama administration or they've been strategists and things like that. So these are these are names that are kind of fairly well-known. Uh, Secretary of the Treasury, that was a big one. Janet Yellen. You're the first female the to first lead. female. And she would also be the first person ever um, to lead the uh, Federal Reserve, chair of the Federal Reserve, and also chair um, the Council of Economic Advisors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so female or male alike, the first person to kind of have that trifecta. Another,
1: another item of note um, – Uh, President Obama was bringing, uh, not Obama, President-elect Biden was Mm -hmm. bringing back some positions in official cabinet positions Mm -hmm. that Mr. Mm -hmm. Trump had made just appointments and not Mm -hmm. as cabinets. So he's rounding out. He's actually putting more power in some of these roles as yep. he goes to. Uh,
0: keeping with the female theme. So Avril Haines will be Director of National Intelligence, first female to do that. And then Linda Thomas-Greenfield will be uh, UN, UN Ambassador.
1: So that's one we, uh, we talked about. Uh, we talked about Pete Buttigieg mm-hmm. last time we were here. I really thought we that did. was a fit for him. Didn't happen. And then, um, yeah, where's he going to land? Because I, I firmly believe he's getting something um Mm -hmm. but he ain't gonna be the ambassador to the united nations
0: uh so uh women 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 galore Mm -hmm. uh lots of women
1: and that's there's deliberate from some communication standpoint to lead off with those Mm -hmm. um and again it's sad that in 2020 they feel like they have to they do have Mm -hmm. to but they feel like they have to and i'm just like you know if we really put this headline in context it's uh, Biden looks at the other half of the population mm-hmm. for some appointments. It's it's like that's not a big deal, right? And now in
0: terms of some national or some racial uh, diversity, so the Department of Homeland Security uh, director, Alejandro uh, Mayorka, I think I'm saying that. So he's the first immigrant, the first Latino immigrant okay. to lead okay. that department. He's a uh, son of refugees, I believe. Um, we have... Um, Right now, uh, as I said, there are three black women. Kind of the the goal that people are shooting for. Obama had apparently seven women and ten uh, people of color mm-hmm. in his cabinet, mm-hmm. and people are really pushing for uh, for President elect Biden to do the same. He's not there yet. Uh, some Asian, the Asian American. A uh, lobbying group wants at least three more people of Asian-American descent in the cabinet. Uh, the Black Caucus wants a black secretary of defense. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the groups like the NAACP are really upset right now because they feel like they haven't gotten as much attention from President-elect Biden as as they would have liked. And then apparently there's a big four. People consider the big four um, uh, state, treasury, justice, and defense and two of those have been named uh, Blinken, uh, Anthony, Andrew. What's his, the Blinken? Blinken starts uh, and with an A. Yeah, yelling, and so those uh, obviously one male, one female, both white. So the big four, he's yet to announce. Uh, I believe that's where you're getting the Secretary of Defense. They really would like to see a black Secretary of Defense. They want to see more diversity in that in that big four. I certainly arena. understand that,
1: and not speaking sp- specifically to the Black Caucus, but all of them, you know, whether it be the Black Caucus or the progressive wing or the moderate wing, or no matter who is appointed someone's taking issues. Someone's mm-hmm. like, hey, it should have been our person. Should've it should have right. been the person in our caucus. It should have been on our wing of the party. And at the end of the day, my answer remains the same. Uh, run for president, win, and mm-hmm. then you get these appointments. Uh, that, that's how this works. And then we won't
0: even touch on some of the ones that have been announced are controversial, uh, like AOC doesn't like quite a few of them, uh, that kind of a thing. So. I'll tell you
1: something I've noticed as a trend, specifically with Ms. AOC, because she is uh, more out there, and she's um, plays on Twitch, and she gets mm-hmm. out there. We're almost pretending that she has more clout than she actually does mm-hmm. in the governing body. Mm-hmm. So, for all of those of you at home that are, are looking at news feeds and, and, and watching stories on AOC, and don't get me wrong, I've actually watched some videos of AOC in some actual like committee hearings. Mm-hmm she's, she's darn impressive. Uh, She's well-spoken. Her team does a lot of research and she comes in prepared. And I've never seen anyone make better time Mm -hmm. of actually getting substance in these hearings. However, she is, is one of 435 Mm -hmm. or how many is in the body currently. And, That's all she is. Mm -hmm. She's that vote. She actually doesn't really even influence Mm -hmm. others within her own caucus. Right. So I just want everyone to keep that in perspective. Yeah, she's got some sexy points to her. She's she's this new fresh hotness. She's young. And she may end up being a a political powerhouse in America. But currently, Mm -hmm. she is a junior congresswoman from New York uh, that even within her own party, they just tried to primary her out of her seat. She's... She doesn't yield Which like a lot of power.
0: If you recall last year, favorite story of the year being Pelosi and the squad, yeah. that yeah. exact thing was the reason. Absolutely. Pelosi understands the world in terms of power. Mm-hmm. And she's made some fairly snarky comments about, you know, um, only existing on Twitter, power, you know, existing on Twitter and stuff like there's that. There's some truth to that. But, so, but, yes, but there's uh, some. She, she can be loud. She can't necessarily do anything
1: about there's it. There's long term value to what she's doing, mm-hmm. there is long term value to building her brand with. Youth. So when she runs for Senate of New York or, Mm -hmm. you know, something higher, um, she's built this brand. But just so everyone keeps the current terms in the front of their mind, she's just one congresswoman Mm -hmm. from New York with one Uh, vote.
0: And then briefly, this is not for any sort of identity politic reasons, but um, John Kerry is going to be the first envoy on climate I change. I saw this. An entirely yeah. new position that does not exist. Was
1: was Al Gore not available? I mean, come on, guy. I don't know
0: how we ended up with John Al, Kerry Al in Gore invented role.
1: climate change mm-hmm. and solutions therein, and what? the internet, if I recall correctly. Sure. Yeah. All those things. So, what's Al Gore up to?
0: Yeah. Maybe he's doing his own foundation thing, <laughs> and I don't know. I'm going to go um, off on
1: another tangent real quick. I'll make it fast. Uh, I've been watching a lot of um, NBC's new streaming service, Peacock. Mm-hmm. You've seen it.
0: Don't have it. There's Send a free. It.
1: There's a free version, yeah. so you can watch a lot of content for free, mm-hmm. and then you can subscribe to get some more right. stuff. Well, they have some channels on there. I, I found, and one of them's just like the Today Show all day long. Uh, one of them's like NBC Sports all day long. Yeah. One of them's clips from Saved by the Bell all day long. Um, well, then Zach
0: so would appreciate that.
1: Go find. It. It's free. That's free. Just download the app and get on it. The the one I watched a lot, I literally watched enough that I've actually caught their whole loop now because I'm up at odd hours uh, with a baby in a bottle and there's a mm-hmm. lot of things going on in life right now that put me in front of the TV a little more often. Um, there's a Saturday Night Live channel, and it is a hodgepodge of skits from all generations, mm-hmm. uh, which is fantastic. Anyway, I, there was one with Al Gore in the other day. I didn't remember. It was a more modern skit. It was after he you know, lost the presidency mm-hmm. or at least lost the Electoral College. And he's just on a skit, and he's really dry, deadpan Al Gore, that's and what he it is. was absolutely hilarious. Mm-hmm. And uh, I never remembered that skit. I watched a lot of Saturday Night Live in my day, yeah. And I didn't remember that skit, so there was Al Gore on Saturday Night Live.
0: Yeah, no, I don't know. I'm sure he's doing his own. Foundation thing. I guess I don't, know. I don't hear like from that. him anymore. um I mean, Hillary Clinton's free, and she hasn't been appointed anything yet. So I just want to throw that out there. I
1: think Hillary's done. I've been um, listening to the podcast circuit, and she's rolling everywhere. So she started her own podcast, which I, I haven't listened to yet.
0: I listened to pieces of episodes. um
1: I heard her on uh Conan O'Brien needs a friend. She was mm-hmm. on there, and and her banter with Conan was just honestly. And I think I made this comment to you. If that version of Hillary Clinton was the candidate for president, and I'm not sure if that's realistic, if you can be that loose and mm-hmm. be a candidate, uh, man, that's electable. Wow. That I don't think Donald Trump wins in 16 mm-hmm. if that version of her was running. Um, and then I heard her earlier this week. She was on uh, Dak Shepherd's. one. So these, she's making the big circuit. All the big ones that get the high ratings, she's hitting them all. A who's going to say no to Hillary Clinton as a guest, mm-hmm. lover or hater? You're not going to say no. Mm-hmm. You're going to invite her on your show, even if you invite her on to bash her because you hate her. Right. You're going to get her because you know she's bringing a name. But then it's good for her because she's getting on all these podcasts that everyone in the world's mm-hmm. listening to, and then being like, "Oh, by oh, you know, BT Dubs, I have a podcast over here too." Right. So it's pretty smart. But anyway, she's killing the podcast circuit right now. I good wonder you, how Hillary. many of
0: these people she actually knows, though. <sighs>
1: Like, well, she's been, in, I mean, she's been you know, a, an no, American No, I mean of the pop culture
0: for... people. So one of my favorite stories about her is the uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Have we talked about this on the podcast? Yes, yes. That, um she was asked to sign something and it came out in the big, you know, the WikiLeaks, the email mm-hmm. stuff. That it was like a hairdresser's friend's cousin's, you know, uh-huh. whatever. And... um she misspelled her name, you know, so she sent her a note. And Drew right. Louis-Dreyfus had, like, framed it and loved it for years. And then that came out, and uh, we found out that she had no idea who she was. No idea. Um well, that's sad. Didn't know. So, didn't uh, like I said, I just wonder if she gets, like, a little cheat sheet before she goes on. Like, this is who Conan is.
1: I mean, what, no, I think she knows who Conan is. <laughs> that kind but, of thing. I mean, she acts like she was busy in the early 90s and couldn't watch Seinfeld. Right. You know.
0: With the rest of the world. <laughs> Um, so, you know, I think we made it this far, what, nearly 20 minutes in, and you've only said the word Trump once. What's that guy up to these days?
1: He's fun, and also possibly a threat to democracy.
0: (laughs) 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 I mean, I just don't hear Um, as much about him as I used to.
1: So, it's hard because, and this is something I've learned to do, is he's got a brand and he sticks to it, and whatever. People, a lot of, I would argue that... A half of his voters just would follow that brand off a cliff, so let's just call it 35, 36 million people would just follow that forever, mm-hmm. and then the other half of his voters just probably voted conservative, voted wow. for the Republican, voted for not Joe Biden, you know what I mean? Um, He refuses to concede, uh, continues to throw well, absolutely— he does. He doesn't throw that out Yeah, yeah. I didn't want to get caught up in. I'm sorry. I wasn't yeah. trying to be like the media is with it. It doesn't matter. No. <laughs> yeah. If he doesn't on, concede on January 22nd, he zero has a, things happen. If on he January 22nd, he's he has a different address. It's not yeah. 1600 Black Lives Matter Plaza or whatever yeah. she renamed. That. Right. <laughs> we have never talked about that. Yeah. Pennsylvania Avenue. Um. Anyway, uh, he he continues to throw claims of voter fraud, and then. This is what I find interesting: is if there is rampant voter fraud, I'm interested. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of democracy. This mm-hmm. guy. There's never been like a single piece of evidence that proved it, Mm-mm. and so literally, and this is this is where I really see the meat and potatoes. And you you guys can stare at the rhetoric and the big noise, or you can look at the actual content of the story. Lawyers representing Mr. Trump and his campaign are going into court, and they refuse. To say the word fraud. Mm-hmm. The judges are actually trying to bait them into saying mm-hmm. fraud and they won't do it. The reason being is if a lawyer goes into a courtroom and knowingly speaks a mistruth to the judge or to the court, he can be, he or she can be disbarred from practicing law in that state. So I'll let you guys deduce why they're not saying it. It's because they don't have evidence of it, mm-hmm. and they personally would <laughs> be disbarred. Right. And so that's that's a thing you see. Well then you see there was a big claim of this uh, Dominion software changing the vote counts. So mm-hmm. basically ballots go into it, but then the computer changes Trump votes to Biden votes, mm-hmm. right? That was one of the claims. So then they do a manual recount of these ballots. These are hand counted now, and they don't go through the machine, and the results are nearly the exact same. Well, it took away your argument. You know what I mean? <laughs> like the machine counted the same thing the human being did. Uh, you look in states like, like right now, it's getting really ugly in Georgia. I remember... Uh, President Trump endorsed Mr. Kemp, who's the governor there now. He was a big Trumpian. Mm -hmm. And because Mr. Kemp won't step in, which isn't in his authority, he's just trying to sit back and do his job. And then all the election officials in Georgia, almost every single one of them are Republicans. Mm -hmm. And they're all getting berated by Republicans.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. You hired them to do a job and they're doing their job. You don't like the results because Stacey Abrams swung the dadgum state away from you. Mm Your misguided anger, and so now here's what's going to happen politically. There's going to be this fallout where the new Republican Party, the one that follows Trump blindly to the ends of the earth, they're going to railroad all these people within their party. And I'm curious, like, where do they end up? Where does the Georgia Secretary of State end up? Does he just like, all right, I'll just be a Democrat then? You know, like, I can't yeah, be with you. No. What do they do? So I'm curious about what that fallout is for the longer term. Now, other developments on the transitional front. Uh, obviously, they've uh, the GSA now has actually released funds and information to the Biden camp. To
0: allow that to move Which forward. is an
1: official signal from the United States government that we're transitioning, Okay, which is very important. It gives them money to pay their staff to get going, and it gives them access to these intelligence briefings as if he were the president, which is how it always happens. You kind of want
0: a guy prepared when he comes in.
1: Mr. Trump stopped short of um, conceding or saying that he lost or saying that the other guy won. Uh, But he did finally this last week basically say, if the Electoral College, you know, in December picks Biden, you know, I I accept that that it's his, even though immediately after that he said, but it's wrong and they shouldn't do it and it's fraud. You know, like he goes down (laughs) his little road. Now the newest version of the story is he's already like prepping his 2024 campaign, which – As a political nerd, Drew's real excited about. Mm -hmm. Uh, As a guy that has a lot of Trump fatigue, I'm not excited about it. (laughs) So I'm like, I don't really know where I land on this topic. Um, You don't see this. You don't see it. This is like some George Wallace in Alabama in the Mm -hmm. 60s and 70s stuff. Like, just, I'm coming back. Here Mm -hmm. I am. Um, I'm wondering what it does to the Republican Party as a whole. They're all terrified. Even the ones that do not like Donald Trump and do not align with him. They're terrified to buck him Mm -hmm. because they know once they do, he's going to endorse whoever's primary in them in their district, and that's going to be good for voters, right? right? And case in point, I had this conversation with Ashley last night in the great state of Alabama. We had a senator that was pretty popular here and that we elected for 20 years. He was the first senator to endorse Donald Trump's presidency. Mm -hmm. He was on the campaign. He got appointed as the attorney general of the United States of America. When he was appointed, there was an investigation that came up into Trump's campaign, and he did what any any elected official or appointed official in government should ever do. You recuse yourself. Mm-hmm. I was a part of that campaign. I can't be an unbiased juror on this. I'm out. Got chastised by Mr. Trump, got railroaded, came down here, ran against a football coach with literally no qualifications, telling you no ideas whatsoever about what they're going to do, and we voted for that guy mm-hmm. instead of Mr. Sessions. Right. So there's case in point. Of why they're scared of him. Mm-hmm. Watch what he look. What he just did. So I'm curious. What does this do? As soon as he leaves office, they're going to start jumping off the ship a little bit. You're going to hear more right. rhetoric, especially from the moderates, the guys that are going to be positioning to run for president, um, in a Ben Sass and a Marco Rubio, and some of these guys are going to try to get back to the middle ground. I'm pretty sure, like a guy like Ted Cruz, who literally Donald Trump accused his dad of killing John F. Kennedy during the primary. And then now he's a blind follower of Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling he's going to veer back off to the middle. And, right. Um, but what then what do they do in 2024? Are they running against Trump? Like, what? this is so intriguing to me. Yeah. How does this even unfold? Right. And then what makes Mr. Trump feel like, you know, the country just had a, a record uh, outpouring of voters, and he got a lot mm-hmm. of them. For sure. Um, second most amount of votes in the history of our country. Uh But the other guy still beat you by roughly 7 million votes what are you gonna do to get those 7 million votes back like i'm curious like what's the strategy there also are you not just tired of it man Mm -mm. (laughs) do you not just want to go home Mm -mm. goodness i I mean i I don't get it so uh that's what's going on in trump world uh not a really weird transition i have so much faith in the institutions of american democracy so I, i really feel like we're fine and We'll transition, and the new guy'll live in the house on after some deep cleaning. I'm sure and decoration changing, mm-hmm. Um and we'll be fine. But politically, he ain't going away. No. The only thing, like if you're just fatigued of him politically, that that's advantageous is he's getting really old. So I mean, he get, there's a shelf life to how long he can actually physically be here. Right. Um But God, I don't know. Well. He's here.
0: I mean, we led off with the fact that our incoming president, I mean, tripped and fell and broke yeah. his ankle. So I think you're going to see a few. Yeah. I think you're going to see a few uh, uh, what happens when the oldest president to ever serve in that White House takes office. Uh, yeah. There's going to be some Which and, things. and see,
1: my assumption there too is, and I didn't even touch this, my assumption is Mr. Biden's there for one term. I don't know mm. that he is. I believe his agreements with all involved I in his party imagine. is like hey i'm I'm the bridge, and then yeah. I'm out, yeah, so then Trump wouldn't be running against an incumbent in twenty four mm-hmm. He would actually be more of an incumbent right. than you know maybe if unless you know Kamala Harris is the top of the ticket, mm-hmm. but that's a whole nother wrinkle, that's yeah. another layer, and woo, buckle up, yep. Something to watch. Uh,
0: we'll we'll insert something a uh, Trump twenty twenty four watch maybe periodically and just say what's get a, what's get going tr- on with that campaign. Get a
1: tracker. Um, <laughs> just, just have what's what's going on with the twenty twenty four campaign.
0: Um, anything else going on in current current political news? Um,
1: I mean that is the bulk of it. Obviously, uh, COVID nineteen is still a big thing. Yeah. A, lot, a lot going on on the front as far as. Uh, I know all of us uh, kind of uh, probably a little bit of sigh of relief. We're actually legitimately talking about FDA emergency approvals for two different Mm -hmm. vaccines. And the CDC literally in the last few days is releasing, here's how we should get them out there. Mm -hmm. And so they can, between the two of them can get out like 40 million doses immediately. Both of them are two dose drugs. So you're talking about 20 million people. They're going to allocate them to the states by population. And then the CDC recommends that they do healthcare workers first, which I agree with, uh, followed by those people in the like nursing home facilities mm-hmm. and extended facilities, and so, which I also agree with. Right. And then moving the next phase to whoever else is the vulnerable population mm-hmm. and the next phase to probably folks right. like us.
0: I saw on so. Pointer the other day that they were trying to get um – Reporters and photographers, you know, general media yeah. people are yeah. thrown into. I agree. Uh, I don't believe, obviously, the first one, maybe that second one. Well, you know, here's the essential And here's the and key to this. Like and I
1: think we touched on this a little bit in our last episode uh, pe- people have to take the vaccine. Um, mm-hmm. This isn't going to, we're not in the America of what, the 1960s when they forced you to get the smallpox vaccine and you drove through in your car mm-hmm. and they shot her by the arm. And we're not in that America anymore. And we're, we're in an even freer America. So my fear is that people with their freedoms are going to, in large masses, Mm -hmm. choose not to get the vaccine the same way they choose not to get the flu shot annually. And it's a very simple thing. You're a part of the problem or you're a part of the solution. Mm -hmm. And there's really no other way to look at that. Um, So I'm very curious about how many people are going to willingly choose to be a part of the problem. We shall
0: see on that. It's going to be a lot. Uh, so throwing it back to some of our um, our origins as a political history podcast, mm-hmm. uh, this is a significant week um, in the state of Alabama's history. Uh, on December 1st was the 65th anniversary of Rosa Parks. Rosa Parks, uh, yeah. Refusing to uh, give up her seat on um, that bus in Montgomery, which mm-hmm. obviously led to the bus boycott, which mm-hmm. led to Martin Luther King Jr. coming here and kind of, uh, well, he was already uh, here, I guess, as the Dexter uh, Baptist Church pastor. But really, becoming the face of that movement right. and moving forward. Mm-hmm. So, without the Montgomery bus boycott, you don't have a king in the same sense that you do. Correct. Um, so, our respect to Miss Rosa Parks she is she is an icon for for legitimate reasons, and we definitely want to acknowledge that. Uh, but it is a fallacy to assume. That it began with her. Mm-hmm. Um, and most people will think that it did. But uh, there was a young woman, Claudette Colvin, who actually, in March of '55, she was 15 years old and she refused to give up her seat as well on a Montgomery bus. Um, she was arrested. She spent three hours in jail, an um, adult jail, mind you, not like juvenile detention or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, so most people uh, for many years had not heard of her. She didn't herself even give a lot of interviews about about this for many years. Um, and there was a reason for that. I already mentioned she was 15. I believe Miss Rosa Parks was, I believe, in her 30s, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. So she was a mature woman. Mm-hmm. She was gainfully employed. Um, she was the secretary of the Montgomery NAACP. Mm-hmm. Um, she was... Uh, someone who was respected in the community she mm-hmm. she looked the part um she you know spoke um in ways that people could understand she was just she it's, was she it's was it's almost great as for if- that
1: the leaders of the civil rights movement understood Rosa Parks being the face of this would carry better for mm-hmm. them. Yeah.
0: So, and then not too long after um, the incident with Miss Coven, again, she's 15, she gets pregnant. So now you have not only a teenager, but mm-hmm. you have, you know, an mm-hmm. unwed mother, pregnant teen, that whole situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes, they did very strategically uh, choose Rosa Parks. And in interviews that I read, you know, Claudette Coven does not dispute the fact that um, you know, they did what they had to do because it was very important. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it worked. How you carry it yourself yeah. when you're trying to, you know, if they think that you're, uh, you know, lazy and just all the kind of things that would be thrown out against mm-hmm. somebody specifically they wanted people who were um, you know educated to the extent that mm-hmm. you could get a good education at that time if you were a person of color um, employed uh, dressed well I mean look think about some of those black and white things you don't see people you know walking around in overalls and stuff like that That's they right. came dressed oh, yeah. you know they had to look the part oh, yeah. we're you know uh, we are a part of this community um, but then also I found out that the uh, case that it eventually went to the Supreme Court that uh, found, you know, the segregation on the buses unconstitutional and, you know, the Montgomery boycott was no longer needed. I think it went on for about a year. Um, Rosa Parks was not involved in that case. Mm-hmm. There were four women who were. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them was Ms. Colvin. Uh, there was a Miss Browder who was 36. Um, she also refused to give up her seat. It was April of 55, so again, before Rosa Parks. Um There was a Mary Louise Smith. She was 18, so another teenager. And then there was a Susie McDonald who was in her 70s, and hers was just about two months before Rosa Parks. It was Hmm. October of 1955. And so when the attorney, Fred Gray, um, you know, got together his case for district court, and it was appealed and appealed and went up to Supreme Court and finally was was upheld that it was unconstitutional, uh, those were the four women. I believe there was actually one more, and she was kind of browbeat into... um, you know, dropping out of the case mm-hmm. because, you know, just so much pressure was applied to her and she decided not to participate. But these four women actually went to court. They testified. Um, their testimony was taken into account. And that, again, Supreme Court went up to the Supreme Court and, and overturned the segregation laws. So um, well, um all out. that to say a lot of unsung heroes and yeah. whatever movement that you're yeah. talking about. Absolutely. Um, who tells history uh, is an important thing to know <laughs> when you're reading is this your true? history books. It's true. Um and yeah, sometimes these decisions are made you you could potentially fight this case on one front and you decide we're not going to do that right now with this person. We're going to wait until someone more shall we say maybe socially acceptable, you know, mm-hmm. acceptable to the public comes along, but does it mean that these people are not forerunners in the same way that Miss Rosa Parks were?
1: I'm quite astounded as you talk about this, like trying to really literally put yourself in the situation of getting on to a, a public transportation, a bus or trainer or whatever, mm-hmm. and thinking that you matter more to sit in a different place than mm-hmm. literally anyone else. Right. How weird is that?
0: Mm-hmm. I, were, believe it was, I believe it was Miss Calvin. Um so they she asked her to give up a seat. And she even said, you know, if it had been say an older an older person or something yeah. like that, but it wasn't. It was, you know, an able bodied, you know, white woman, I believe, or uh-huh. something like that. Um so uh so yeah, it's uh it's quite That's strange. The whole the whole <laughs> the whole history of the state of Alabama at that time is quite surreal Great. to us, but um,
1: and I'm not saying that even currently, I mean, we still see racism and we still see this mm-hmm. nationalism veiled as racism or racism veiled as nationalism mm-hmm. all the other way around. We still see this and I see the behaviors, but just literally you walk onto a bus to travel to wherever, work or wherever you're going. How? Why does it matter who's sitting where? Like mm-hmm. I, can't wrap, I can't wrap my head around that.
0: Well, again, it's a... Um, it's an equality issue yeah. in the sense of certain people just matter more. My yeah. comfort matters more well, than we still yours. Have, well, we so, still have that. <laughs> there's, uh, there's still a lot of right. I matter
1: more than the people mm-hmm. around me in this society. That's certainly still um, a thing.
0: But yes. I don't
1: think it necessarily toes racial lines uh, as it may have then. I think now it's just I literally matter more than you, stranger, mm-hmm. um, which is a, a problem in America.
0: I, yeah, I think class... Um, class factors into it I mean class always did but I believe I
1: don't know I've seen some pretty emboldened people that that would if we're classing them they would still rank pretty low on the class system so I don't know that it even travels with that
0: possibly so Uh, but yeah important moment in Alabama history and uh, important some important unsung females um, of that movement Um, because again you are going to hear a lot about Rosa Parks and and Uh, You know, there's statues and there's, you know, memorials and there are things like that. But, um, you know, in the same way that you hear about a a set group of those civil rights leaders, Mm -hmm. you know, the Dr. King and the teams that are around him, but, you know, for every. For every person like a Dr. King, there are dozens and dozens and dozens of people who make movements like that work. Uh, it's just hard to share all those names in a ni- nice, tidy little package, and you know something that moves the movement forward. So, I uh, just want to take that moment to to acknowledge some of uh, some of our unsung heroes in this case, the right. Civil Rights Movement. Yeah, so
1: certainly very important players in that movement.
0: Mm-hmm. Um. Well, I guess we're out of time for today.
1: Well, we're working on some things. Uh, mm-hmm. We want to add some some fun little segments, some some things we think we can add moving forward. Um, I think a, one of them, we talk a lot about people just really don't know their government, their leaders, mm-hmm. the people around them, the people that you literally voted for mm-hmm. <laughs> or elected or who they mm-hmm. appointed. Or, I think we want to get into that, have some fun with that, and kind of test the knowledge of some people around mm-hmm. us, which, by the way... We could probably test it. Do you think you and I could name the, the nine Supreme Court justices from memory? I think I could. Maybe with the two of us together.
0: Mm-hmm. Could you do all nine? I think I <laughs> Do you want to try it right Let's do now? It. Let's do it. Uh So Clarence Thomas is still on the court.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah, you're staying on the right. I'll go John Roberts, Chief Justice. Uh, John Roberts. Two.
0: Um, Kagan. Kagan. And Sotomayor. Sotomayor. Those are Obama's appointments. Uh, Brett Kavanaugh.
1: We've got Kavanaugh, we've got Gorsuch, and Gorsuch. now we have uh, the glorious, is that what you call her? Uh, AC, yeah, <laughs> I don't cool. call
0: her that, the glorious ACB.
1: Uh, so she's the newest one. Who's so thrown
0: right. her weight around in some cases recently. So we're missing two. Um,
1: we got up to seven. God, who did we miss? Uh,
0: Alito. Alito so Another and Kennedy.
1: Mm-hmm. We did it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look at it's us. It's easier for me to think about it in terms of the presidents. Yeah. So, well, and I
1: can do, uh, you hear so much, we talk about the the liberals versus the conservatives. And I can kind of divide them and Mm -hmm. do them on those lines. And I remember Obama's, they were recent and Trump's were recent. So those five are easy. Um, uh, well, good on us. So yeah, we're, we're so just as a teaser, we're going to ask if some you're other out people. There,
0: and you'd like to be one of our guests. And no, I'd we like don't like want somebody a, that wants to be, and be it, play <laughs> a, a trivia game with us. Well, they don't get to choose what trivia game. We this, play is with them. this is true. This is true. You know, let us know on that. We're going to ask think, you some, some current, I think the Supreme court stuff, I'm going to go ahead and say that maybe we bring some, some Supreme court updates into our next podcast because, um, they're trying some A cases. lot of stuff yeah. has happened. since the last time we mentioned. Yeah. I mean, in The Supreme Court, um, and the Alito thing made me think of it. He kind of had a rant uh, that would—he is a put, walking
1: rant. What yeah, are you talking that would, about? That would
0: put uh, the late Miss Ginsburg uh, to shame. He—he he really had some feelings he needed to share. Oh, good for one him! One day, I'm glad he got um, off. And so just, there's just, there's that, and there are some cases and things like that. So. Yeah, we can do
1: a little Supreme Court update, but I think <laughs> we can definitely time. hit hit some of those and uh, just look out for us. We're going to do some like Billy on the Street style. Um, we'll be out and about. We're going we're going to hit you up, and we're going to ask you. Uh, We may make you feel bad about how little you know about the people that represent you and possibly even the people that you bubbled their name uh, Mm -hmm. at the last election. Yeah. Kind of point out maybe what's going on around here. Right. Um. Uh, Alabamians, you've made yourself quite an easy vote to get, and they don't have to try, and I want to point that Mm -hmm. out to you.
0: Well, in trivia, I think we share that general love of trivia. We'll oh, see. Yeah. We'll see if people out in the community share it as much as and absolutely, we do. If but, we
1: get you uh and and feel free to throw some back at us, uh mm-hmm. see what we got. Well yeah, I mean yeah, I kinda, you were
0: the first guinea pig on that. I mean I failed a you, lot of that. You didn't get you the went uh, deep. the presidential, you the, presidential went deep. the presidential trivia in our very first episode. I wanna so.
1: start with some, some modern people serving you. Mm-hmm. Um and then we'll work our way out. Yes, yes, yeah, yes, yes, yeah. of course.
0: Yeah um but yeah we're we're thinking about ways constantly to try to improve and that kind of a thing um continue to find us of course in all your podcast feeds we have um a twitter account now we do um, I don't think we've mentioned that before, but uh, you're kind of operating that. I kind of keep the Facebook updated, and well, uh, we've in
1: tiptoed in. We've only touched a little bit, but we'll get pretty uh, we'll get pretty aggressive on so the on Twitter. So follow
0: us, um, follow us in all all the ways, and see what we're going up uh, coming up with next. So. Yeah, well, we'll see you next week. See you guys. Left on Red is a DME Media Production. Copyright 2020, Daily Mountain Eagle.